Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we talk about our eventful weeks and we discuss two Pokemon anime episodes with some twists along the way. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. Oh, hello, everybody. Uh, Jacob, I'd like to point out that you did not say that we are rated E for explicit because I think this this episode is going to get crazy. Okay, disclaimer, we are rated E for explicit, so if you have sensitive ears, I suggest you turn them away. Now I can talk about the phallic-shaped mushroom growing in my backyard with no regrets. Continue. <laughs> Is that it? No, that, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a really weird-looking mushroom that looks like a really weird wiener, so... <laughs> Speaking of really weird wieners, we have our other co-host. <laughs> we have our other co-host here, name, and his name is Austin. <laughs> We're going all E today. I'm, I'm glad you said that because now I can talk about the mushroom-looking penis that's growing in my backyard. Oh God! It's actually part of the giant Diglett entity. Oh God! <laughs> it's one of those fake ones that just pops up. <laughs> it's like a bait and trap. <laughs> oh God! The Diglets are the reproductive organs. <laughs> Ew, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Where do we go from here? I guess it's the... <laughs> We're going to go party with the Diglets. <laughs> We're going to go party with the Diglets. That's right. Okay, I got. we got to talk about Stormy Daniels. We're talking about mushroom penises. Um, do, do y'all, we have to talk about Stormy Daniels? Y'all saw that, right? I did not. That was a long time ago. Oh, was this a long time ago? Like five years, maybe. Oh, Stormy yeah, Daniels, yes, that, yes, yeah, yes, the, yes. How, okay. Mr. President's penis resembled the mushroom character from Mario Kart, just adding to our plethora of disturbing toad information. Oh, I, this probably happened a lot where we didn't, we don't even know about it, where people had to describe the president's penis. <laughs> the president's penis. And they described them as toad. Them. <laughs> yes. Described it as toad. It's probably in that secret book that the president gets when he gets elected, you know, and he gets the look into it. He's like, oh, huh. All of these very descriptions that are varied through each president we have had oh god i'd like to point out this is the ex disgraced president <laughs> not our current normal president <clears throat> now i'm thinking of national treasures 2 in which the president gives nicholas cage he's like tells nicholas cage i know you're on on a you're being hunted by the government because you want to find a golden treasure trove well, what you got to do is you got to go to my secret presidential book and look on page whatever, a paragraph whatever, and it'll tell you the coordinates for the secret treasure trove. <laughs> and, like, so the president knew about this the whole time and couldn't tell anyone <laughs> And isn't why. that treason? That's treason, right? I, I'm not sure who's committing treason on who, but all it is is a bunch of gold. That's a, Don't that's you know <laughs> that we need Nicolas Cage to find the treasure and it can't be anyone else? Those were stupid fucking movies. They really were. I'm sorry, but I guess I'm that minority here because I actually liked the first one. <laughs> I like the first one. Okay, the first stupid. one. The, this it's is one of the stupid, scenarios. But it's enjoyable. Yeah. The second one kind of ruined the first one with how stupid it got. 
But the first one, you're kind of like, oh, okay, there's some, maybe there's something here. I mean, obviously some of the stuff's wrong, but it, like, it's fun. The only, the only part of that movie I remember is the president being in on it. And I'm like, why? This is, a, this is an archaeological find. Why is this a secret? Do you remember the line that Nicolas Cage says? No. It's like music's playing and they're like going through all the clues and stuff and the camera kind of like pauses and he goes, we got to kidnap the president. Oh, <laughs> I forgot they kidnapped him. Yeah, they kidnap him. <laughs> no, okay, finding gold does not excuse you kidnapping the president. <laughs> and then he complies with it. Like, could you imagine if it was someone more serious that caught the president? We'd be screwed. It'd be like, launch the nukes. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, movie night. National Treasure 2. Not one, two. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a heck of an intro. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to talk first about my week because I feel like I never go first, and I'm going to take the charge and go first this time, damn it. Go for it. <laughs> I went to an arcade. Ooh. This that's week. That's fun and exciting. Yes. It's probably the only exciting thing I did all week, but I went there and I found probably one of my favorite games of all time that me and my wife played for two and a half hours nearly. And it is called, you probably never heard of it, Wizards of War. Mm-mm. W-O-R. Never heard of it. Austin, have you heard of this? Nope. So all it is, is you're a wizard, but you look like a Ghostbuster, and there's a maze... And you have to go through the maze, and you have to shoot these creatures that look like dragons, but they're giant bees. And you keep killing them, and as you kill them, you keep progressing to the next level and level. But sometimes the screen will melt, and then new enemies will randomly appear, and it's like a, it's just a trip that never seems to end. And so if you find yourself bored one night, you can find an emulator on it online and check it out, because you will not be disappointed. I've never heard of it. I've learned something new today. Thank you for sharing that. Of course, of, of course, of course. And like I said, that's all I, the exciting thing I did this week. If someone else wants to take the hand, take the baton here. I bought a lamp. Ooh, from where? From GameStop. Oh, so it oh, is a... Oh, th- the Mario lamp. Yeah, let me show you. Themed. It's a theme. Hold lamp. on a moment. It's the exciting Mario lamp. I swear if it's a mushroom. Oh, oh it's there a we mushroom. go. <laughs> there we go, yeah. It's the mystery block. Oh. Very cute. All right, I'm back. Have you punched it yet to see what comes out of it? Uh, I don't want to punch it because there's a light bulb in it. Oh. Oh. But you do pull the cord, and the Mario is on the cord. So he jumps up and hits it, the shade. Oh. In theory. In theory. (laughs) That is pretty cool, though. Yep, that was my week. I bought a novelty lamp. Uh Uh-oh. The place keeps getting uh, better and better. Whenever I finally am a homeowner, I'll have a weird-ass basement full of strange things. Like mushrooms. Yeah, as long as you're going to keep uh, dead bodies down there. It's just Mario uh, okay, I'll okay, Let me rephrase, because they can take that a lot of ways. I'll have a uh, man cave. Oh, God, no. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do have a man cave in the basement, Jacob. Yeah, I do. Mine will be a lot nerdier than yours. Yeah. Even though you do have those Pokemon golf balls. I have Pokemon golf balls, and then I have... What else do I have down there? Oh, I have the my like Atari and my old uh, SNES Classic down there as well, too. Nice. A lot of sports memorabilia there, too, so it's kind of like equal. <laughs> yeah, I don't cool. have sports memorabilia. I'm sorry. I'm it's not okay. about that sports life. 
Alex, okay, what's in what's in your man cave, Alex? Well, I don't know if you consider my room to be my man cave. I'm not a really I'm not a collector of anything, although I guess the most exciting thing I did this week was I ordered a bunch of makeup online, so I guess you Ooh. can consider that to be the collection that I'm attempting to start for whatever that's worth. So <laughs> mm. What uh what brand? See, that's the thing, okay? Like, not to go too deep into the weeds with the makeup stuff, but I've learned a lot this past few days about makeup, and I will just say I'll never again buy any sort of overpriced name brand anything because I've learned that you can find most, nearly every major thing duped by, you know, more more affordable brands so that's what i've been doing i've been making it my, my my mission to find expensive brands that i want but actually buy it for like 15 dollars instead of 60 dollars. so so name so some like, mainstream ripoff brands that we might be aware of mainstream ripoff brands like like l'oreal is that hair that's what i was thinking i think maybelline is hair <laughs> i mean Suave. you can not i mean they're more hair care than anything else but like, I guess if we're name dropping, uh, C Color is one, Alter Ego is one, LA Girl, they all do like dupes are pretty similar to some of these crazy, obscenely overpriced makeup brands. And they're just as good. Yeah, like what are the overpriced brands? What are those? Um, throw some names under the mud. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, want to like drag any bus. names through the mud. Do it. This um, episode is brought to you by Maybelline. Overly <laughs> expensive makeup brands. I guess. All right, I mean, we're not gonna. Okay, <laughs> sorry. You, you've probably seen them in the store. It's it's just ones that are. I don't think it's worth it. Plus, you know, I'm not wealthy. I don't have money to be spending on these absurdly. Some of these makeup brands are like hundred plus dollars for like a single thing of like eyeshadow. I'm like, no, I don't even think I would spend money on that even if I was wealthy. So, anyway, it's good to know that there's affordable options out there. So I've been kind of doing that, and that's been the most exciting thing. <laughs> it's like generic versus like name brand kind of thing, where the generics yeah, just of. generics just as good as the name brand, but with the name brand you're buying mainly just the name. Yeah, I mean more or less, it's just like a Gucci bag or like a Coach bag. Pay for the names and not the product. I mean, I'm sure they're very. I mean, they're fine on their own, but not anything I can afford. That's all. I've always hated Coach brand. That's not even a joke. I think they have really ugly products, but that's my... I just bought a fucking Mario lamp, so don't ask me. I think was it Coach? No, I don't believe Coach makes Mario lamps. Oh, isn't that Michael Coach Kors? Mario lamp. Wait, what? <laughs> Michael Kors Mario lamp. Price. I'm sorry, but if I, I feel like people who wear brands on their clothing, it's like you're just giving free advertising to these companies, like... That's just my opinion, full disclaimer, my opinion, but I'm not about to wear, like, actual clothing or bags with brands that are, like, splashed all across every single, you know, surface of it. I'm like, I think that you should be paying me if I'm going to be walking around as your billboard. Unpopular opinion of the day. I'm pretty sure a bunch of people feel that way. It's like, why would you spend more when it doesn't work? Save your money, people. I'm I'm Googling coach purses, and God, I hate them. <laughs> So I know not to get you a coach purse. C's pointing in all directions. Ugh. It's the brand. The co- <laughs> the co- <laughs> I like leather. how we say this and we're like 
you know, throwing these brands under the bus, but meanwhile, we're sitting here promoting the most popular hey, toy Hey, we brand. show for the important stuff, okay? <laughs> okay, we're not talking about a bag here. We're talking about something that actually impacts lives. The Pokemon okay? anime. Poke- Pokemon anime extends beyond what you carry with you to the store, okay? It's true. <laughs> it's, it's not... A brand, it's a lifestyle, okay? Oh For some people, right. it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, Austin, we've all seen the Nintendo Switch commercials. For some people, it is a lifestyle. Those people are billionaires, and also they have very suspiciously massive and spotless homes without any personal touches that make it look like they're <laughs> on like on some sort. They're very clearly on some sort of like set, and <laughs> it really just stresses me. Yep. <laughs> it's like they film it in the like Nintendo executives' homes. You know, God. it's yeah. It's just, well, I think I, don't I know. think they they decorate them because they bring in like sparse furniture and like be like, you need a TV, you need a couch, you need a plant. There you go. That's yep, your living a coach room. Bag. For the <laughs> Nintendo Switch commercial. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> the next commercial, you're gonna see a lady walking, and she's gonna have like a Nintendo Switch in her coach bag, and she's gonna pull it out and get in the Mercedes. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe Coach really is gonna make Mario products in that case. There we go. If there's money to be made, I mean. I, I just, I know we talk about this all the time, but those Nintendo commercials are so unrealistic. I'm like, I don't know about these people, but I, for one, would not feel comfortable taking my expensive electronic device out into the world for it to be broken or lost or stolen or something. Wait, you mean you don't go to random roof parties all the time and just play Switch? I guess I'm missing out. I'm clearly not the target audience. With your giant projector that you can screen onto a giant wall that's right near your apartment where the whole city can see you play the game. I've always wanted (laughs) to do that, but I'm not that obnoxious. (laughs) Where you can rub it in their faces that you can play Mario Kart in ways that they will never be able to achieve. Yeah, that's great. We're not. I, I don't think we're we're in the demographic of people that Nintendo is trying to appeal to because, again, um, I don't know about y'all, but. My wallet is not that fat, so... <laughs> I think the most honest branding I've ever seen is when they advertise the Madden games. Because the Madden games, it's like a mid-40s guy sitting on the couch, eating Doritos, <laughs> that is just sitting there shit-talking his friends about <laughs> playing this... Like, it's a normal couch that has, like, leather couch that has some tears in it. Obviously, the dog's, <laughs> the dog's been in it. This TV has got like a couple pixels that are missing or just went out. I mean, it looks like this is what the, they know their audience with the you Madden mean, games. You mean he doesn't live no. in a massive living room with no, no. <laughs> with furniture straight from the store? Nope. This is definitely they definitely know their audience because I'm a part of that audience. So I know <laughs> I know exactly. So you're what. a mid forties guy with a beer belly who sits around and eats Doritos all day. Wearing my Colts jersey. <laughs> with my own name on the back not the players but my own so, people, so i feel like i belong more oh god oh man Ooh, i'm not buying that thing by the way i'm not buying no the of course Switch. not no no it doesn't i thought it was gonna be like we're going 4k output with this thing no 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 but no, no, no. Not, not, nothing's changed people do not understand how nintendo works i swear so from my understanding it's not even any different performance wise or you know hardware wise it's just the screen is different you have double the memory you have they doubled the memory i already, I already bought a memory card yeah they doubled the memory and the kickstand's bigger 
And it's an oh, OLED wow. screen. Yeah. Well, you got to have a big kickstand for when you go to the coffee shop to play Mario Party with all your loud friends in a so public in a place of business instead of the comfort of your own home. It also has oh. this force field that's around it. So if you spill your Starbucks, it will propel the coffee away from itself. <laughs> the way it doesn't ruin it. That's just an extra feature. But that's an add-on. I think you have to buy the protection oh, plan. $60 upcharge. Yeah. I can't even have my Nintendo Switch dock that came with the thing not break down on me, so. <laughs> yeah, the first question I saw was on the comment of the the trailer was, is the drift fixed? <laughs> that's, that's, all, that's like it. That's, and then the next comment below that was, yeah, if you could just fix the drift, that'd be okay. <laughs> we don't want a new Switch. We want Joy-Cons that actually can last longer than six months. Oh, um. So the Switch Lite, they have Joy-Con drift as well? I have not I heard. I that was the worst defender. Oh, is it? Yeah, because that one you can't even... At least with the, the regular Switch, you can detach the Joy-Cons and buy new ones so that the whole thing isn't ruined. But I thought with the Switch Lite... You're just fucked. I mean, yeah, you're just kind of screwed. <laughs> that's the whole concept. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't... I forgot even the Lite existed until you said that. I haven't seen that thing on shelves. Maybe it is still in well. I haven't seen that thing... In the real world and forever. I can see what people buy it though. Especially if you have a person that likes to hug your Switch all the time. <laughs> Alright, any more uh, crap talking Nintendo before we get into our, our Pokemon? Well, we, we, we should really get into how lazy Game Freak is with Sword and Shield and Dexit and we can stage protest. Oh, and you want to make a whole episode <laughs> about that? Oh, we, we I should probably cut that out so we don't get hate from me making fun of those people. No. <laughs> you know what? It's been enough time. It, it's been enough time. The hype has moved on to what, whatever the new games are. The Shining Diamond whatever. and Blood Diamond? Yeah. <laughs> and the Arceus game. I was going to say I don't care about the fact that the Pokemon games don't have extensive post-game and full national decks and better graphics and all that. And I said, Alex is saying don't talk anymore. No, I'm sorry. I have I'm strongly against that. Uh, um, the post game. No, I think. Sorry, Austin. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I'm of the opinion that if you're going to be paying sixty or seventy dollars for a game, it better damn well have content that reflects that price. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say I don't care about all this stuff because I'm not going to give any time to it whatsoever once I'm done with the main storyline. Yeah. I'm kind of like in the camp with Austin here because I think like I still got in Sword and Shield. I think I still got 30 hours with the story and I know I got more than that. that. Yeah, but I bought the DLC, I, I'm, so I'm on the short end of like uh, time span. I know that there's some games now that like are put out there for sixty dollars, and they come with like an eight-hour campaign, ten at the most. You know, so, I mean, like I don't think the length is the problem for me. It's mainly the um. The formula hasn't much shifted, I think. You know, I don't have a problem with the formula of Pokemon. Like, that's what makes it great. It's tried and true, obviously. It's been going strong for 25 years. But what I really think is that it lacks substance. Like, if you're, if we use Sword and Shield as an example, I mean, that's the perfect, you know, when you play that game through, it's like, okay, for what it is, you know, being on the Switch, you'd think, okay, there should be more substance to this game. I mean, it just seems very empty to me. There's not a whole lot going on. It's very linear. It's just like, okay, here's some new Pokemon. Here's some a couple main characters. Okay, fight the gyms. Okay, you're done. And then there's like, there's nothing else to it. 
but just give it a little something something on the on the side to make it a little more interesting that's all it's just very empty yeah that, that's that's a better way to phrase it is the substance is lacking it's like a rinse repeat kind of process that's a great way to put it the substance is just not there i think the original ones had great like little side missions and stuff like that that you could partake in you know especially when you're younger Austin's shaking his head no. no. Austin doesn't think the Pokemon games were ever very in-depth or detailed. I think y'all are (laughs) mistaken. I mean... There was more mystery to them. Because you were eight. If you're talking about, like... If you're talking about, like, Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, and the puzzles and stuff like that, and it was less hand-holdy than the games are now, then maybe to a degree... Yes, it's still a children's game. Nobody's arguing that. It's not difficult, but... There was a little bit, like Jacob said, there's a little bit more mystery, a little bit, a few more puzzles and things to do on the side versus, like, having, okay, my main gripe, and this stands out to me more than anything else, is when your character starts out, especially, what was it, in Heart Gold, Soul Silver, when your mom asks, she's like, oh, here's your pokey gear back from the shop, do you know how to use the pokey gear? And your character can say yes or no, but if you answer yes... She'll just explain it to you anyway. Yeah. She'll be like, oh, don't you just turn it on using this button and then you can do this, that, and the other? And it's like, yes, thank you. I said I know how to use it. You don't need to tell me anyway. <laughs> That's what I hope with the Arceus game. You just start and you're in the middle of the world and they're just like, go. Figure it out. Go. There should be an option. Either mm-hmm. you know you can play tutorial level mode or whatever and it'll tell you everything. Or you can say, no, I'm a seasoned person. I've played Pokemon for 20 years. I don't need some <laughs> random old man character to come up and tell me how to catch a Pokemon. I don't need a tutorial. They should add difficulties. Rookie, veteran. <laughs> they should. I don't see why they're so reluctant to add a different mode to the game. People have been asking for that for years. People but, created their yeah. own, you know, like the Nuzlocke oh, yeah. challenges and the, the one and done challenge. Mm-hmm. I mean, people have been... People, the audience has kind of created their own substance for these games that would be non-existent unless people loved it as much as they did. So that's true. You can love every Pokemon game, but you can. I think that it's good to have constructive criticism. I think companies should know what works, what doesn't work, what people liked in certain games, and what they didn't like in others. That way, they can always be improving. That's my my opinion. I think they're kind of scared though, because I think every. The audience is so wide, every change they make, they're going to displease people. Catch-22. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With that ending our Pokemon game conversation, we'll move into our episode talk and our episode summary challenge. And the first <laughs> the first episode we're going to be doing this week is the Flame Pokemon-a-thon. Did oh I say boy. that? Did I say that title right? <laughs> I have no idea. I did. Is it supposed to be a like a with. what is that a reference to? A marathon? Yeah. Like a like Pokemonathon. Is horse racing a marathon? Kind of like a triathlon. Oh, maybe. Maybe. When I think marathon, I, I think like people running. It's the Pokemon I, race. I got confused with that. I was like the. F- when Ash says that, I'm like, is that really the title of this episode? The Flame Pokemon. Is this what you guys are getting caught up on? This title. <laughs> well, listen, I'm just. Yeah, you're you're right about that. But it's a bad title. Get, from the get go, I was caught up on stuff with this episode, so it just dominoed and snowballed from there with the issues. 
And the, okay. we're not even talking about the next episode yet. But I have. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <sighs> hold your. Yeah, I know. I'm not. I'm not. Hold your rapid dash. Y'all, every single week we always go, oh, I hate this episode about one of the <laughs> we episodes. Do, we do. What are you guys talking about? I thought both of these were great. Did you? They certainly had a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh, this is going to be a long-ass episode. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. I have so many things <sighs> to say. <laughs> yeah, Lord. This may be like a... Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll go and get started here. I got the randomizer. Okay, thank Strap God. Strap in, you guys. It's going to be a wild ride. Strap on. On a rapidash. Yep. Okay. I... I did the randomizer. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> it's me, Alex, and then Austin, you get the chip again. <laughs> I have to lead the discussion again? Yes. Okay, so you last episode, was I being way too like, and then this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and you guys were like, trying to interject, and I was like, no, and then this happened, and then this happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was, I, I thought it was good. We, fl- I thought it flowed well. I mean, I thought we had to like, go back sometimes, but I thought it was... I thought it was oh productive. God. <laughs> there okay, was well, filler. I'll, I'll I'll do that again. We'll see how it goes because I didn't write very extensive notes this time. No, don't don't worry about it. We're gonna be all over the place. Okay, I guarantee you that. My summary is gonna be awful because, like I said, thirty seconds to fit what happened in here is gonna be really hard to do. I'll switch with you because I have a better summary in my mind for this than the other one the other one's not going to be better for me either they're both going to be okay. like garbage so you, okay you'd be doing me a favor without doing me a favor you ready to start jacob for the flame pokemon-a-thon <sighs> give me give me a second episode whatever it is Alrighty. three <laughs> two one go so ash and friends found himself coming home to the ranch <laughs> where they come across a ranch owner named lara now lara she is a racer with a rapidasher and a ponita but she also has a rival named Doria who's racing on his trios. And they get together and she gets hurt falling off her Ponita. And then Ash has to take her place in this big race that they're having down there at the ranch. And so they start racing, 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 racing with Ash being on Ponita. And Ponita eventually evolves and beats Dario that teamed up with Team Rocket to take over the race and cause a bunch of trouble. T- time, time, but keep talking with that accent. Okay, I'm going to keep talking like this <laughs> for this whole episode. episode. Okay, great. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> do I have one? Do I have one? Do I have one? Do I have two? Do I have two? Do I have two? Do I have two? Do I have sold. Uh, oh, okay. That's what you're doing. Uh, does anyone have any opening thoughts on this episode before we get into it? Well, in my opinion, oh. <laughs> no. Nope, in your opinion, please, please continue. <laughs> I thought these two. I'm gonna carry it a little bit in the next one, but I thought these episodes had interesting concepts and were actually kind of really cool in the outer aspect of the Pokemon world that we we have this safari zone and there are people that live there just to take care and conserve conserve Pokemon and keep them healthy <laughs> if that makes I like I like seeing this aspect of the Pokemon world after coming from these really awful cities where a bunch of crime happens and they're yeah. dirty and I, I I questioned what was happening here <laughs> Because in the next episode, I'm glad I wasn't the okay. only one. In the next episode, there was a wildlife preserve. In this episode, this is a privately owned ranch land, in which this overbearing Laramie family, Laramie family, um, Laramie. <laughs> employs people to watch out for multiple herds of Pokemon. Why? Why are they raising these Pokemon, quote-unquote, in the wild, like, free-range Pokemon? 
They're what? clearly a for-profit institution. Yeah, what's the profit? What are they doing for profit? It's subsidized. It's subsidized ranching. And when you go to the store and you see that organic section, this is where that yeah. comes from. Okay, what products are being made with this livestock? Is that what these Pokemon are? They're livestock? Yes. But, uh, but we don't eat Pokemon. We do. They're, they're like dog breeders. They're, they raise the purebred Pokemon. Do dog breeders have massive ranch lands for their dogs? Yes. <laughs> yes. This is a Pokemon mill. Prox says that the breeders like having these Pokemon from the Laramie Ranch. And I'm like, why? Why would you want a Pokemon from the Laramie Ranch? You're not doing anything with it. What what purpose are you using it for? To profit off of? To put it into beauty shows? What? They're, they're primo Pokemon. They're purebred, better specimens, apparently. Well, there's one thing we know from the game mechanics is that you shouldn't be purebred. You need to get those move pools and those EVs and those IVs. You gotta use the egg groups. I don't know anything about Pokemon metagame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. The Ash does, or no, Brock does say that these Pokemon are healthier and, I guess, stronger and, I don't know, better than other Pokemon in every single way imaginable. So They look, they look pretty fucking generic to me, but they're a cartoon. <laughs> they are indeed a cartoon. So, can I just give my initial thought on this? Please do. Laramie family BS. They, they seemed very cultish to me. Oh, Christ. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> I'm so, Well, you know Kanto's a backwater, like, there's a bunch of weird, crazy, lunatic cult people running around. That uh, that pentagram in the cornfield, that was really yeah. weird to see. Yeah, I know. And all those children that kept walking out of it. Okay, I just... The whole thing... So, like you pointed out before, this girl shows up. Lara, whatever. They, they call her two different things. They Lara. call her Laura one time, they call her Lara another time. Okay. Who knows what her name is. Thank you. I, I got um, confused. <laughs> but she's like, oh yeah, we we own these parts and we're going to throw a big party. And if you want to come to the party, that's great, but we're going to have this race, which I, I was kind of confused on how the race related to the party, if they were related at all. I, I don't really know. <laughs> but... She's like, oh, the prize. There's not even like a cash prize or any kind of prize. She's just like, if you win the race, you get to become an honorary member of the Laramie clan. Wait, is that why she's a member of the Laramie clan? (laughs) Is that why her last name's Laramie? (laughs) I, you know what? Who knows? But it it seemed very conceited to me. I'm like, who cares about your stupid family? Like, I don't (laughs) want to be a part of the Laramie clan. It's a rite it's of passage. Not, <laughs> just to get it didn't up. seem like a good reward to me, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. I think it is. So, Layra, whatever her Layla. name is, she is, like, not a real member of the family then. So, she just is there because she won the races. So, she's Wait, afraid. Is, but her last name is Laramie. Or are you saying that, like, these people win just to become part of this family, an honorable member? That's why it seemed very cultish to me. Let's induct you into our family. Something, like, yeah. the family, like... I'm not sure what it is. Is it a feudal system? Is it like <laughs> a caste yeah. system? Is it like a mafia thing? Something weird is going on. The families own these hills. Like what? We in the <laughs> we don't even see the family. No, you know? like <laughs> there may not even be a family there. <laughs> it may just be. It's Giovanni's bullshit yet again. <laughs> That's it. Yep. Giovanni Laramie. I don't know. When somebody says family, I just I get very like weird, culty, religious like vibes because they're out in the country i don't know like manson family yeah man yes yes thank you yep, that's perfect. what i the, the the vibe that i got it's just 
weird. I we just <laughs> it, it, oh. there's no really other way to put it. And then we meet a bunch of weird people here too. Okay, Bulbapedia has an update. Okay, Lara Laura's status as a wait mem- wait what? <laughs> I just yeah. I don't know which one I'm going with. Uh, Lara's oh. status as a member of the Laramie family is only stated in the English dub. In the Japanese version, her connection to the family is never made. So oh. she something suspicious is happening. Yeah, I think she yeah, killed him. It, I think she's just in mind mind wa- brainwashed and mind controlled into being a part of this weird cult if she is a family member of the laramie clan that kind of like makes her pretty villainous i'd say because they're they're doing this event for like the common people and here's this rich girl (laughs) and she's like oh no i broke my arm i gotta win anyway like well i don't care about you rich rich ass girl that has the best horse yeah like the best the best thing you could possibly use for the race the special laramie ranch didn't they yeah. also call it the big big P Pokemon Ranch or something? Yeah. Yep. So again, back to my whole feeling of like this this whole thing is very conceited. Like, let us grace you peasant people with our Pokemon race that we're gonna have, and if you, you know, win for us, then you get to be inducted into our family. <laughs> you guys are taking this on a way different perspective than I have. <laughs> way deeper i was like this is just a country girl who's in some backwoods oh, no. country oh, no. race that they no, put together all that land That's you not. have to have a ton of money for that and apparently yes, it's I like know. prime <laughs> you're opening my eyes here and i'm just like oh my gosh <laughs> you're right but there's no there's no incentive for any outside people to do this it's like there why would you want to become a member of this weird family i mean like what there's no cash prize. I was, I was confused. No when did they say... Nothing. Sorry, I totally was cutting you off. Uh, when did they say the prize was being a part of the Laramie clan? I completely missed that. She says it. She says it in the beginning. Okay, I think she's won this tournament in the past. Or she's already claiming it or That's why something. I don't think she's actually there. You don't think she's there? She's not actually like a part of the family. Like She just oh. won and somehow like put herself in that circle... Like, we see all those people, like, herding the Nidorino and the Rhyhorn and the Tauros. Well, she has the Tauros. So mm-hmm. these people are, like, the serfs, right? And- yes. <laughs> yes, that's a great way of putting it. <laughs> so it makes me wonder, Dario, who is our vil- antagonistic villain character for this episode, what is his relation? Why does he want to win this race so badly? Does he want to become a member of the Laramie fa- Like, what is it? Why does he care so much? He's probably the bastard of the family that got put out, <laughs> and now he's like, I'm going to redeem myself and become an actual member of the family or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm just getting really deep here, because <laughs> that's the, that's what I want to believe now. It's a better explanation than we got from him. I will say, in true P1 championship, championship, um, <laughs> championship is right, in true <laughs> right. P1 championship tradition, the twerps can join willy-nilly this big event race. Without any no preparation. Yeah, the day of. I love how when the Ponita goes crazy and Ashley just grabs it by the reins and starts tugging at it as hard as he could, and then Layra's like, "Oh, he's good." <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like, what? he just tugged at it until it submitted. Of course, he's Austin. I just, I'd, I'd like to jump in and say I, I was thinking of you this entire episode, specifically this episode, because I know how much you love horses so <laughs> all i could think of was you i'm not anti-horse people and i'm not actually ho- anti-horses 
I'm afraid of horses. <laughs> you afraid they'll eat your thumb? Uh, they're just too big. They scare me. They are really scary. I always hear stories of like stable boys or whatever getting like kicked in the head when they oh, approach the horse wrong and then like messes them up. That could have happened to Ash. Yep, that happened to Ash. It probably should have happened to Ash. <laughs> it, it probably did off screen. But it it did. Okay, that explains until... a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden he's all he's so coherent. What's going on here? So to to recap real quick. Yeah, we, we didn't really go into plot, did we? Yeah. The twerps come upon what <laughs> uh what they assume to be the safari zone, by which I mean they find a big empty field and they're like, This is a safari zone, I just can tell. <laughs> and do we okay did we all have a kind of like wait what's happening moment when Atchis says we're in the safari zone and then a group of tauros runs up yes uh, that tripped me out for a second i was like wait knowing what happens later on with okay. a separate tauros herd which we won't get into yes please, please continue but then Growlithe shows up because this episode is just a parade of introducing new pokemon that they haven't bothered to give their own episodes i counted and Oh, many. go ahead. Ponytail, Rapidash, Growlithe, Odrio, Nidorino, Nidorina, uh, Rhyhorn, Sandslash, Tauros. All these Pokemon debuted this episode. Electrode. Yes. I love that. But we'll get into that later. Yeah, this is just them. We're going to we're gonna use the Safari Zone as an excuse to throw as many Pokemon at you as we can, since this is where all the Pokemon apparently live. Well, this isn't even the Safari Zone we discovered. I know. That's <laughs> a, yeah. It's the Laramie Ranch. It's the Laramie <laughs> This is Lara's place here. <laughs> Down on the right. Well, in true Ash fashion, he again does not recognize these common Pokemon, which continues to annoy me to no end, but whatever, I digress. That was actually my quote. What? Growlithe says, Growlithe. Ash says, What's that thing? Oh. <laughs> Dexter does the Pokedex entry for Growlithe because Dexter actually recognized the Pokemon for once. And then Ash puts away Dexter and says, Growlithe. Oh my god, does he really? Yeah. Oh my god, I must have blanked out during that part but at least ash figures out that it's a fire pokemon after it shoots flames oh yeah he's like that that's a fire pokemon too wow your powers of observation never fail to impress me ash <laughs> anyway laura's growlith lower laramie her growlith <laughs> stops ash from catching her tauros she rolls up on her ponyta ponyta burns ash because horses are evil creatures <laughs> 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 and then we learn all about the Laramie Ranch and the and it just so happens to be um Japanese festival day at the Laramie Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> it's golden and week. <laughs> it is golden I think we have golden week episodes later, actually. I could be mistaken. Really? Huh. Maybe interesting. L- L- Laura we meet Laura's rival, the evil Dario and his Dodrio, who doesn't say anything particularly nasty, but Misty's like, what a jerk about him. <laughs> Didn't he just run up to them, said, Laura, I'm going to win tomorrow. Bye. And they leaves. And then Misty's like, what a jerk. I think that's how it happened. Okay. This is a kind of snarky, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Who else thought this was AJ? I did too. Um, I have a thought. Not necessarily AJ, but... So, my first thought immediately upon seeing Dario was that he was another um, <laughs> bastard child of Ash's father, but yes. he, he he seemed to me to be a Damien-Ash hybrid person. He was very... He was jerky like Damien, mm. but he looked exactly like Ash. <laughs> so. Well, he had AJ's voice. Yeah. Oh, d- 
I thought it was uh, Maddie Blaustein's voice. It very well may have been. AJ? It's it's well, AJ. It's AJ with like a southern twang. Hey, Laura, I'm gonna beat you tomorrow in that race. Well, she might also do AJ, so I can't remember off the top of my head. I, I had that same theory though that it is like Ash's dad's <laughs> child, but like he just didn't. He's trying to be more secretive about it now because he's noticing that a trend that he has with like the A's. <laughs> so it's like. Oh, this yeah, he didn't follow the same pattern. He's Dario and yeah. not, oh, true. He's not an A name. There is an A in was, there. What was the other one? There was Arnold. There was Arnold. Thank you. I like how uh, our main basis for thinking Dario or Dario Dodrio boy, we think he's <laughs> Ash's brother because of the Z's under the eyes, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's also got the spiky dark hair. That's so. true. That's true. Doesn't he have a ponytail? Yes. Okay. Um, turns out Dario Dario do, 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 do. Dodrio um, Dodrio <laughs> is working with Team Rocket of course oh um, somehow Meowth has obtained extreme ninja skills I guess he hung out with Koga too long and he can oh jump around and spook Pokemon and make them go crazy and wild and all the Tauruses start going buck wild and they they stop the Tauruses does Ponyta stop the Tauruses? yeah yeah. Yes. Then Meowth spooks Ponyta, who bucks off Lara, Lara, who breaks her el- arm, right? Yes. And From the elbow down. From the elbow down. That was kind of a scary moment when we saw a flash as she broke yeah. it. <laughs> Real injuries. Yeah, you, you, yes, you knew oh my it was gosh. broken because they went out of their way to add the the red flash yeah. to the, the scene. So we confirm, confirm that horses are scary because... You can't even trust them not to buck you off when a cat runs by. This Ponyta reminded me of the one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Whoa. Where one of the horses <laughs> That explains fire. it. It is a cult. <laughs> isn't, isn't war the one that's on fire? <laughs> I, I think... So. Oh my gosh. I, it, that actually is a really good point. It actually might be the war. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, who are the other three so we can figure out who represents them in the Pokemon world? <laughs> Famine, pestilence, and death. Okay. Well, I'm going to give out that. Make your comparisons. <laughs> Leave okay, us a comment oh on Twitter or whatever, yes. email. <laughs> who are the equivalent Pokemon to the four horsemen? <laughs> oh my god, I think of it co- is. <laughs> oh my god. Alex, I was not expecting you to say that. I did not either. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I told you before the whole time I'm thinking of this Austin and his like horse aversion and this evil ponyta with the fire coming everywhere and like I burning mean, people and I was like, oh yeah, it's a devil. If you saw a horse on fire, you'd be alarmed too. Exactly. You're, that's what I'm saying. You are exactly dead on too with that. Was, it's like, um, so the second horseman wore on the red horse. And then it goes to said the rider of the second horse <laughs> is often taken to represent war. And it's often pictured holding the battle, fire. Uh, the red color is meant to represent fire. So There's your pony yes. tall right there. The rider of the horse is war, so Lara is war. Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. And that's well, not a very good aggressive. horse. She's pretty aggressive. It's pretty aggressive. What were we saying, Jacob? I just don't think it's a very good horse if it gets spooked so easily with all the stuff it's seen on that ranch. I mean, don't horses do that? <laughs> they do, but I mean, like, come on, you know. What really threw me about Ponyta was how animalistic it was. It was like a horse. 
Yeah. It wasn't like a like a magical creature being. <laughs> it was like a horse. It's on fire. <laughs> it it does make the race really ridiculous when you see like all these weird kooky things running. And then you see, like, the horse being normal, and you're just like, okay, this kind of really puts in perspective of why this horse wins all the time. <laughs> Jesus. So, Laura Laramie apparently is a complete um, outcast, probably because she's the rich one, because she has no one in her life she can trust to ride Ponyta in the race tomorrow. She's like, I gotta have Ash do it. Because, like Alex said, Ash grabbed the reins and... Did kind of calm Tony down. That was Jacob. <laughs> oh, it was Jacob. Jacob. Sorry, that. sorry, Jacob. <laughs> he he kind of. I know calmed we're so easily confused, but <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he kind of calmed it down after the horse realized that Lara was okay. So it was kind of like, okay, Ash, good job. Um. So we go to the the race <laughs> the next day in the giant stadium, which I thought, actually thought it was kind of cool. They didn't fall prey to the Harry Potter Triwizard Tournament trap. Where all the Which entire be... the entire audience is sitting there, and the action is happening elsewhere as the audience waits for them to come back because they yes. had cameras on the racers the whole time. So I appreciate yeah, that, that little cool. touch. Yeah, that's a good point. Where who was filming? Um, the Magnazone we didn't see off screen because they oh, don't exist okay, yet. Right. Oh, probably Rotoms actually. It was Rotoms. Yeah, it was definitely Rotoms. I was picturing the. I was picturing the Lykitus flying around with their little Oh, cute! <laughs> that is actually really cute. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. It's like it picks one up when it falls off course and places oh. it back on. <laughs> this was our Mario uh, Pokemon crossover episode. Okay, I have two things. First of all, that makes me happy because that means that Rhyhorn that fell into the river didn't die because Lykitus oh, yeah. saved it. Yep. Oh, yeah. It fished him out. Thank God. <laughs> See this little small creature pulling out this giant rhino-looking thing, and just puts him nice and softly back on the course. Aw, good. Um, I'm glad for that right horn. It didn't die after all because yep. the Mario crossover element. <laughs> Second of all, why have we not had a good Pokemon racing video game? That's a good point. We had one for Pokemon Dash for DS, which I never played because yes. everyone says it's garbage. <laughs> Did you play that, Jacob? I heard of that. I thought there was like, don't, isn't there a race one like in Nintendo? Like the Hey You Pikachu? Isn't there like a little. Like a mini game? Pika- yeah, like a Pikachu Dash thing. I don't think you race with the Pokemon, but it's like you kind of run through checkpoints. Yeah, but that's not a that's not a racing game. That's a. Mm. I, I, uh, I, we'll talk about those little Pikachu games some other time. <laughs> that's a lot to get into. There is the Pokemon. Pokalathon Dome or whatever, Pokathlon Dome in Heart Gold Soul Silver, where one oh, yeah. of the mini games is a race. That is true. Like a very That's short true. race. So but. we have mini games and one forgotten DS game that everyone says is awful. Garbage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I want a good, like, Mario Kart Pokemon game. I, I just, I just kind of do. I don't know why. Kart Racer. Nintendo executives, if you're listening. <laughs> we know you're listening to us for sure. Yeah, exactly. God, imagine how many, like, how many races. Like, how many vehicles you could have if your Pokemon was your vehicle? Ooh. Ooh, yeah, and there's, like, little Pokeballs that you pick up, and they have powers. Like the mascot the... is Ponyta. Yep. There you go. We're on to something. Yeah, we are on to something. TM that real quick. Like, I don't think we can TM a Pokemon property. What are they going to tell us no? We get slapped into the next universe by their exec- or legal team. It's already bad enough we're using their brand for our podcast that we make no profit off of. Anyway, anyway, we do this for our enjoyment. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, so the race begins, but not after or not before we hear our amazing announcer guy go off. That guy was having the time of his life. Did y'all pay attention to him? Yes, and I what know that voice saying? actor. Who is it? I think it's Chris Ares. It's the you know remember Frieza from Dragon Ball Z? I mean I, I know what it looks like. It's it sounded like him, but it was it's like his brother. They're both like really famous voice actors. Both of them. But like one had like the lung issues to where he couldn't I can't remember what it's called, but he couldn't do the voice anymore, but, like, his brother kind of took it over. Hmm. I can't remember what it is. It's like Chris. I know Chris Aries is the one, I think, in this episode, and he's phenomenal. So it was Frieza. Yeah. No, it was his, his brother. Frieza's brother. Yeah, but they both sound the exact same, <laughs> kind of. Well, I he did great. I love him. Yeah. Uh, so the race begins. Uh, did y'all write notes on the race? Because I didn't really pay too much attention I to did. the race. It was um, wacky races. And I didn't know what to do. Yes, that's what I put. Yes. Wacky races. <laughs> so y'all take over for that part. I loved the guy in the electrode. I just oh want, my God. I just want to give him. I think he's the real winner of this race. To have so. The bo- <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. Please continue. I don't want to interrupt. For him to have the coordination and skill, and even like the idea that this would be something good to do, I give. I applaud him for. <laughs> just to see. You know, I was questioning. To that point, Jacob, I was questioning the motivation of a lot of these entrants to this race because some of these Pokemon. I don't know. I, I was like, this is almost animal cruelty to make these Pokemon <laughs> race. Like, you've got... Well, I mean, what was Misty thinking entering with Starmie? How is that thing supposed to traverse across solid ground? She was it looking like, it pretty good, it was like It was like a sled. It was, like, on the move. <laughs> it was, like, hovering. Oh, was it hovering? Yeah. Was it hovering? Oh, maybe didn't catch that part. But then there was also that guy on the Raticate. The poor Raticate. Oh, I missed that. Raticate. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I was then, like, who? What? <laughs> and then you had Brock on his Onyx. That's just taken up like three quarters of the start line to where everyone else is like really smushed together for takeoff. It's like, what are the like, what are the parameters to enter this thing? Is it like just a free-for-all? Like, there whatever? are no parameters. Yeah, there's no rules. Well, well, let's not forget the most questionable of the contestants which is pikachu riding yeah. squirtle yeah <laughs> two pokemon can enter without a human <laughs> participant as part of the group like poor squirtle was suffering at one point thing dying god I, I was so i was really questioning the motives of some of these these racer people because some of these pokemon were not fit to race no Oh my god. See, this is the problem when you use only 150 Pokemon, and <laughs> you gotta be kind of creative with some of these choices. Yes. <laughs> they just threw it all in with this one. They're like, let's just make this as crazy as possible. It doesn't matter. Don't we're only focusing on two characters. <laughs> we're just gonna... We're gonna make it crazy. I mean, they could have had someone on, like, an Arcanine, or, like... We haven't Growlithe. been introduced to Arcanine yet. But we were introduced to Growlithe. <laughs> Well, logic has no place here. A Tauros? We've had one of those. Maybe someone... Yeah, Tauros was in this episode, but wasn't a participant. (laughs) Oh my god, you're right. Why was nobody racing on an actual Tauros? The other four-legged horse-type thing. There was lots of options. None of which we took. We took Raticate. Whatever, the Laramie Ranch is a place of horrors, just like every other fucking place we go. (laughs) It is. Oh god. That was a nice stadium, though. And the they did do a really good job with the layout of the course. 
Yeah, the course was really well done for the uh, how much money the Laramies put into it. It was actually pretty well done. There was like a straight shot, and then there was like a mountain you got to go up and then down. Mm-hmm. There was a river with the stone cobblestones, which I felt was very unfair to some of the participants, but people who entered probably should have done their research before they went in with a rye horn. That's what made me think that nobody nobody knew what the course mm. really was until they got there. Mm. So maybe like every single year they just change it up or something. Damn, the Laramie's got money. Yeah, they got a lot of money. It's all that subsidy. I mean, at least Brock, who was on Onyx, you know, he could not cross that one section of the river, but he... He was a good Pokemon trainer, and he said, It's okay, Onyx. You did your best. We don't have to keep going. <laughs> and it started to cry. <laughs> I guess the problem was, was the weight, because I could have seen Onyx like slithering over those rocks, but I guess they were floating rocks that couldn't support his weight. No. Shout out to Onyx, too, because like I think he was gun ho and then he saw the ride-on sink, and then he was like, Whoa, no. And then Brock's mm. like, We're not going to do this. Not worth it. We're going to let that other person drown. Yeah, the person and the Rhyhorn both died that day. <laughs> I was so hoping that, like, Ash would have had, like, a conundrum at the beginning of the race that put him, like, really far behind. And then he would come upon Brock at the river. And then Brock would go, Onyx, make a ramp! And then Rapid Ash would, like, <laughs> run up Onyx and, like, shoot himself, kind of like, you know, Anakin Skywalker style to beat Sebulba. And just, like, that land right perfect. in front of him. Yeah. I think we missed a really cool opportunity there. Yep. Okay, Star Wars moment. Uh, I hate the pod <laughs> racing scene in Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, and that's why I never know what to do when I'm watching these, like, race sequences. I'm like, God, this is boring. Now this is pod racing. Hey. hey. I, I, I like that part. Yeah, but I'm, I I'm glad too. you do, Jacob. I, I'm glad you do as well, Alex. I don't. <laughs> it bores me to tears. You know what? I... I thought Anakin, well, little actor kid that played Anakin, was so adorable. And I know we've had this discussion before. I just, ugh, people were so mean to him, and I don't get it. He was so cute, and I, I like that movie a lot. And I don't understand the hate, but... He acted like a kid. I mean, yeah, he was a kid. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, he, he acted like a kid kind of He didn't of act like a would. kid. He was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, but that's where people, like, had the problem with him. Is they're like, oh, it's kind of corny, but, like... What? An eight-year-old kid would act that way, you know? Like, he would say something stupid like slime ball in the way that he said it, you know? He was adorable, and he yeah. did a fantastic job as a child actor, and I really hate what happened to him and how he how his story turned out because it, people are just psycho. I'm like, how could you? He's literally a little kid. He was doing the things that they told him, the direction that he was given. I think he did perfectly fine, and I, I just... I can't understand the the disdain. I just don't. Yeah, yeah people forget. People should be ashamed. Yeah. We can tell from that Padme Anakin love scenes that maybe the directing for the actors was not the best on these movies. They were just doing yes. what they were told as actors, though. Yeah, that's exactly it. it that that's why they were so wooden and like the lines were stupid. I you know what I am very much of the opinion that you know even the best actor can only do so much and can only save a bad film to a certain degree it's like you know if you've got a bad director and a bad script i mean even the best actor isn't going to be able to save it like sorry george lucas they took it they took so. the soap opera part of it and like really exaggerated it, exaggerated it in the prequels love how we're getting into this yeah uh, <laughs> we can get into it like yeah that's fucking padme this boy <laughs> <laughs> this boy slaughters a 
town of desert dwelling alien people. And Allegedly. You're like, uh, oh wait, you're jumping ahead now. I know. Okay. She's like, well, I guess I better fucking marry him. Allegedly. It, 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 it tortures him to look at me. He called me soft though, not like sand. So I should definitely fuck him. Oh god. I love that meme that's going around now with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the field. <laughs> Oh my god! Those are great. The warning yep. signs. <laughs> the warning signs. Padme, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're a cultured adult <laughs> woman who's lived a life. You need to not be falling for that shit. Okay, back she to the was race. A literal queen. Literal queen. Yeah, she was a queen and a congresswoman and a senator. Some say Anakin used his Jedi mind powers to influence oh her. Ability. And there's a lot of strong evidence to support the fact I that I thought he it wasn't did. him. It was Palpatine. That makes sense, but I don't want to. I don't want to do that to Padme. I don't. Uh, I don't want to do that. To yeah, her. she was manipulated. It wasn't her fault. Uh, that, that's so icky. Which makes okay. Palpatine the best villain of all time. So y'all want to go back to the race? Y'all yeah, we'll go back to comments to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was out of the Whoa, death, out of the really Death Star. <laughs> we really should do an out of the Death Star podcast. We should. <laughs> yeah, we actually do have a lot of opinions. <laughs> anyway. And there's one thing that we love. It's very, very famous and financially successful media franchises that are inescapable with a global reach. Anyway, (laughs) Team Rocket attacks. Misty and Squirtle and Pikachu say, Ash, you and Ponyta go ahead. We'll handle Team Rocket. Uh, I guess they learn that Dario is working with them at this point. Ash is like, no. And Ponyta bursts into flames. Reasoning stupidly attacks Ponyta. (laughs) And blast off Team Rocket. So there was no re- reason for Misty to be dramatically like, we'll handle this. You go on ahead. Because she fucking didn't. I felt because bad. Ash wouldn't let her. I felt bad for her. Yeah, she could have had a cool moment. And no, not allowed. Well, it's not her that's not allowed. It's Starmie that's not allowed. So oh, That true. is true, too. Yeah. <laughs> if she could star you, she could have handled it. Exactly. For whatever reason, the writing team hates Starmie and won't let it do anything. But she whatever. should have rode Psyduck. I think that would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and then Psyduck just blasts him off like he did the last episode. No, no. She starts off riding Psyduck, and then halfway through, the camera pans in, and Misty's carrying Psyduck, and the roles have oh reversed. <laughs> we should be writing this. Yeah, right. Let's do, let's do our fan fiction. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, um, Rapidash, or, ra- sorry, Ponyta is on fire. Dario's gonna win, but then Ponyta evolves into Rapidash with a cool rainbow magical girl sequence. Ash wins. Laura remains a member of the Laramie family. The status quo is preserved. No one finds out Dario was physically attacking people by hiring wanted criminals. That's true. The <laughs> end. Did you? I'm, the race, the coolest race scene to me though, was that food scene. Where we where they jump down the hill and they have to get, eat the bowl of food to advance. That was very interesting. That was a weird kind of obstacle to have, but to see the <laughs> their trio fight over who gets the food. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like he's like, hey, hey, now, hey, hey, come on, now, just eat it. Eat, you got three heads. You eat faster with three heads. <laughs> just, oh my god, that was spot spot on Dario impression. I, I loved his character. <laughs> the food parts were great because I like Pikachu and Twirtle eating, like, pigging out instead of paying attention to Team Rocket. Yeah, <laughs> just ignoring them. Just like. I would have loved to see how Starmie's supposed to eat, but okay. Probably has a mouth Maybe on the underside. Maybe it just absorbs it with its, like, a light beam or something. I know how that's done. He just shoots a laser out and it melts the food, and then he just keeps going. <laughs> see, if Starmie did anything whatsoever, we might have an answer. There we go. All right, that's it. That's all I got. Yep. All righty. 
that wraps up that episode. Now, we get to go do the fun part with our MVP and LVPs, our most viable oh player and least viable player. And then we also have our quotes that really had an impact on us. Let's see what the randomizer says. Ooh, it's Alex Austin Jacob. Okay, so I was kind of low-key hoping this would happen because, and I'm glad that the quote did not come up because it was literally the only one I had. I guess maybe it's just me, but these two episodes were very hard for me to find quotes. But anyway, the one I picked was where James and Team Rocket, when they were sabotaging the contestants during the race, he jumps out with his slingshot BB gun thing Mm -hmm. and he shoots the Tor Oh, there was a Tauros in the race, actually, Austin. Oh, damn it. I'm an, I'm an idiot. It fought the new oh, arena. I forgot, oh, yes. You're, you're fools. <laughs> it, um, he shoots it directly in the face, and then he says, James, or James says, I got a bullseye, and Jesse says, or close to it, because he literally almost shot its eye out. <laughs> oh, poor thing. Oh, my God. I know. I felt terrible for it. And then, I guess... For my MVP, I picked... I'm sorry, Jacob, if you were going to pick this one, but I picked Electrode Rider Guy. (laughs) I picked him, too! Oh, my God! I picked him, too! Sorry! Ripple Star. We all got him. (laughs) Oh, God. I just... I had to pick him. How He demonstrated that sheer amount of the skill and the talent that it took to balance on this ball that was rolling at least like a hundred miles an hour down the road <laughs> and even though it killed everybody it was still and really it cool killed to everyone see. yes and lvp i'm gonna pick the laramie family in general who we don't see yeah the the unnamed off-screen villainous laramie family for establishing this cultish family in the middle of nowhere in the first place and forcing outsiders to race for them so all right i'll go my MVP is the announcer guy. Just <laughs> ah, everything about yes. him, his, his voice, his enthusiasm, his um, design was kind of funky. I liked it. The way he had I me mean, like, I hope I thought another accident every time Team Rocket very clearly sabotaged anything. He was fun. My LVP goes to who else but Starmie. Oh, no. No explanation needed. <laughs> but I do like the moment when Weezing does a sludge attack and Starmie is completely incapacitated by it. And I'm like, Starmie, is that even an attack dealing move? Or a damage dealing move? <laughs> but no, Starmie just doesn't want to fucking bother. But my quote was I said earlier about the Growlithe. What's that? Growlithe. Growlithe. Part. <laughs> can Alrighty. I... Oh, oh sorry, right. Jacob. Can I just... Can I do an embarrassing confession real quick? Please. About Growlithe. Am I the only one that thought that Growlithe was called... Like, it's species name was Growly because of the the Growlithe that we get later whose nickname is Growly. (laughs) I literally thought they were called Growlies. I'm like, oh, it's a Growly. Yes, that's only you. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Just me? Just me? Yes. I had to throw that out there. Okay. Alex, who was your LVP again? The Laramie family. Okay, okay, perfect, perfect. Ooh, Jacob, I hope you're you're picking the LVP I'm thinking of. I don't think I don't think it is. Okay. But um, I start off my my MVP, and uh, gosh, um, I guess I'll just be nice and give it to Brock for not trying to push <laughs> Onyx too far and pushing to death. You guys stole the good ones, so I'm left with that. <laughs> but my my LVP would be the guy on the ride on who made the sacrifice for Brock. Aw. I feel bad that we never see him again, and I hope that his ride on got out of there okay. I'm sorry. I have to note one thing in the yes. in, about Pokemon names. 
and this always bothers me. I always used to get Rhyhorn and Rhydon confused like you just did. Oh, I did. Oh, Rhyhorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rhydon yes, yes. should be the one with four legs that you ride on. Oh, yes. And Rhyhorn yes. should be the one with the drill horn. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My it's bad. It's another my bad. Butterfree Venomoth situation. The names are reversed in my brain. Okay, go. <laughs> my bad. And then my quote is when um, Ash is trying to train Ponita and he, like, nearly falls off and he's grabbing her by, like, the tail, which I thought was flames. But anyway, and Misty goes, at least he's hanging in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah, a good how pun. was Ash... How how is he holding on to the the nebulous fire tail that supposedly isn't solid but acted like a solid? Is it fur? It was fire. Its tail is made out of fire, isn't it? But somehow Ash is hanging on to it. Ponytail is an ungodly creature. <laughs> <laughs> the questions that we'll never have answers to. It defies the laws of physics. For the record, my backup LVP was wheezing because James says, "Don't attack the fireball, Ponyta," um, and then wheezing does it anyway. so it is flammable gas yes which makes it even more horrifying can you blame wheezing it's not exactly the sharpest tool in the shed it it looks like it wants to die look at it look at its eyes (laughs) anyway i think we have alex stepping up to the plate here to give us our 30 second summary of episode 34 the king is gone kid oh god tell me when you're ready alex good luck Where to even begin? Okay. All right. Okay. What? Uh, Give me a college try. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, three. <laughs> I'm not really two, ready, but I'll go One, anyway. go. Okay, so in this episode, we think we're in the safari zone yet again, which apparently we're not because Officer Jenny jumps out and arrests Ash and friends for trespassing and poaching, whatever. Then they get a report of poachers and they go to stop them where they meet. Um, Team Rocket, who's capturing all the Kangaskhan, and this crazy wild boy jumps out, whose name is Tommy, and apparently he's a missing kid. Um, Ash and friends are, they meet Tommy's long-lost parents, and they get into some shenanigans. Yeah, which we'll talk about more later. (laughs) (laughs) I just want everyone to know that even though Alex described this episode, she also described the plot of Jurassic Park 3. Yes. (laughs) That if you've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she did. Yeah. <laughs> I know that was terrible, but there was so much happening in this episode. I don't know how I could possibly have summarized it in 30 seconds. So with that being said, let's discuss it. Let's get into the... The, the twerps of... Okay, first of all, any first impressions other than this is a wild episode, very literally. Well... Officer Jenny continues to be fucking terrible. No, no, see, that's what bothered me the most. Let's get to that. Okay, okay. And then (laughs) we're told, like, immediately that we're in the safari zone by the narrator. And then he talks about how people go there to catch the abundant amount of Pokemon. Then we're stonewalled, right? Yes, because we're not in the safari zone. Yeah. We're not in the safari zone. What we have here is our second of two fake safari zones located next to the safari zone. (laughs) and ash ash is certain that they're in the safari zone by now it fucking looks Um, like it it does look like it a lot (laughs) but you know he thinks this because he he spots a a wild chancy but it is not a chancy it's officer jenny with her chancy hat yep oh my god i'm sorry austin can i just can i give my thoughts on officer fucking jenny let it roll fucking jenny 
I am so pissed off. <laughs> oh, here we go. Every, okay, just what I think, okay, maybe, maybe Officer Jenny's redeeming moment will come. And, you know, she won't be so bad. No, every goddamn time she proves me wrong. She jumps out. First of all, she's wearing this Chansey hat, which is for no other purpose than to lure unsuspecting trainers into breaking the law. Because they see this rare Pokemon. They're like, oh my god, it's a Chansey. Then they go to catch it, and she's like, she jumps out with her rifle, and she's like, aha, I got you, you little shits. I'm arresting <laughs> you for trespassing and poaching. Then she takes them back to her pop-up jailhouse or whatever in the middle of the jungle. <laughs> she's Ranger Jenny, which, remember. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, she's she's a rogue Officer Jenny. She's not even Officer. She's a Ranger Jenny. She's a federal employee, not necessarily a uh, state or city employee. Yeah, well... Why is there even a... Where is the jungle in Kanto, first of all? But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she pissed me off to no end. She she creates these fucking problems and then does she does nothing to solve them, but whatever. I had the exact same reaction where it was like, oh, we actually have, like, some competence here. Like, she's, like, on the move, probably tracking these people, saw them on the camera, and then within about five minutes, less than that, actually... We go down the trail of her just being awful again. So she's incompetent, and yes. nothing you can do can convince me otherwise. Pointing guns at innocent children who are thinking they're in the safari zone. And okay, why are there not like posted signs saying nature preserve, off limits, you know, whatever? Don't catch the Pokemon here. There's nothing like that. How are you supposed to know? Well, Ranger Jenny can't slaughter and murder people if there are signs posted. I was about to say that. We don't know how many times she's pulled that trigger. We don't. And there could have been signs there. Jenny took them down when she got there and said, hey, you know, we got set, you know, we're going to have rough here. Who was that girl? Melanie. This is another goddamn Melanie situation. <laughs> Melanie. <laughs> Luring unsuspecting people to their deaths. She's just a ser- serial killer. Well, she is a cop. Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Ranger. <laughs> That's true. True. Park rangers generally aren't serial, serial killers. God. <laughs> so, I don't even know where to begin. That rifle wasn't a rifle, though. I don't. What think was it? Was. I was because I was going to ask about that. I think it was a tranquilizer. Okay, is a trank? Yeah, because they uh, that we'll get to that later. But let's address later in the episode of what kind of weapons these people were actually carrying. Okay. I mean, are you going to question it? If somebody was pointing a long-barreled gun in my face, I'm not going to sit there and be like, "Is that a tranquilizer gun or a rifle?" You're totally right. I'm just saying that they like walk it back later. Okay. Because it, it's very clearly probably not that. <laughs> okay, hold on. Do they state it's a tranquilizer gun? Yes. Or do, okay, they don't show it's a tranquilizer gun. They show it. Yeah, they show it. Oh, they it. do show it. Okay. That was yes. the one that Team Rocket had later. Yeah, though. yeah, it's the one that Team Rocket has. Not it's similar Jenny. Terms. Yeah, it's not Jenny's, but it, I think they kind of. That's what they're trying to set a tone here. It's like, we're not violent. (laughs) Either way, isn't the first rule of, like, gun safety, do not point your gun at anything you're not willing to shoot? Yes. Yeah, well, clearly Jenny has no qualms about shooting innocent children in the face. No. And she's not even the last ranger we're going to meet who likes to point guns in children's faces. Oh, boy. That's true. (laughs) Not the last one. These people in Kanto are wackadoo. Yes. She's been alone for too long. Her and Tomo. All right, let's get oh, to Tomo. Wait, let's wait, get to it. wait, wait. <laughs> I have so many things to say. I hope you guys know. Please take the lead, please. I have nothing to say. Wait, you don't. But I'll go. I mean, I'll go to the narrative. <laughs> I guess 
Officer Jenny apprehends them and says, oh, this isn't the Safari Zone, but it is a Safari Zone, but it isn't the Safari Zone. I think she's trying to say this is the Safari Zone, but you were mistaken. You don't actually catch Pokemon at the Safari Zone in the dub, but... Is that what she was saying? Because they say this is the safari zone. Yeah, the narrator says in the beginning. Yeah. Yes. The narrator says this is where trainers come to catch an abundant amount of Pokemon. The goddamn Pokedex says this is the safari zone. Yeah. (laughs) But it's not the safari zone. So either it is or it isn't. Are we allowed to catch Pokemon or not? Like, what's the Uh, consensus? Okay, it's not the safari zone, but everyone appeared to be gaslighting us, the audience, into thinking it's the safari (laughs) zone. (laughs) You're here, but you're not. But you are. <laughs> Could be. Maybe. Yes, you are, but you're not. You know what it just reminded me of? This whole sting operation that Jenny has set up. It's just, it's very bait car-ish to me. It's like you bait put car. the shit out there for everyone to get. And it's like, here's this, you know, shiny car. Or in this case, here's this awesome safari zone where you can catch anything you want to catch. And then she's like, surprise, motherfuckers. And then she jumps out and arrests them. It's like, She's batoning okay. your ass in the next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and then you what, wake up and you're it? unconscious in the middle of a tent with your hands tied to her bed or something. I mean, come on. I mean, they gotta make up their damn minds here. It's like, can you catch the Pokemon? Can you not? What's the law? Like, is there even a law? Who knows? I love how easily she lets them off, too. They're sitting in the tent, and she goes, Yeah, you don't look like you're malicious. I'll give you just a warning. They didn't even have to show her the Pokedex and the Boulder badge this time. (laughs) Yeah. You literally caught them. She literally caught them in the same act that she catches Team Rocket in. Just not as, like, extensive. I mean, in all fairness, Team Rocket attacks the Kangaskhan with a giant net. Yeah. And later with a giant Kangaskhan mecha. So clearly there's a difference between poaching, like they're not catching them in the Pokeballs, they're catching the mass quantities in a net versus a trainer with a single Pokeball. Like, okay. I will say Ash does catch a bunch of Pokemon in mass quantities at the Safari Zone, just not yeah, the net. <laughs> Ash is a poacher. <laughs> He's a poacher. Jenny should have shot. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway... They go, yeah, Team Rocket attacks, and they are going to steal the Kangaskhan and their horrible Kangaskhan voices. But then Jungle Boy Tamo comes to the rescue. Oh, God. And and please please talk about Tamo. I have nothing to say about Tamo. Nothing. Tamo, he adjusts very quickly to the lifestyles that, like, are around him. And I think... That he's actually really smart. Do you? Do you think that? I think he's very smart for the environment that he grew up in. For him to kind of actually speak English, falling as a baby into a bunch of Pokemon that didn't speak English, and for him to actually learn kind of math and reading, I give him a little bit of credit with that. Question: When does he demonstrate reading abilities in math? Uh, it's in the it's in the Japanese version. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it really? Yeah, like Jenny actually pulls the trigger and he's counting the bullets and he knows that she's Christ out. Almighty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh <laughs> so he, he is registered in the pers- the safari zone okay, so can, can i the i have pages. so many i have so many fucking things to say about this but i feel like if you guys don't rein me in i'm gonna i'm gonna dominate this no go go no go please you please go go it. wild yep. go tamo okay so <laughs> This whole episode was terrible. It was awful. I'm like, I, I feel like so many adults failed this boy. and <laughs> Including Ranger Jenny. 
yeah so okay (laughs) tomo swoops in he saves the the his family the kangaskhan or whatever and ash and brock's first okay instead of somebody saying oh my god this this boy who's this boy who's living in the woods ash and brock are just like oh wow he's so impressive he could be a really great pokemon trainer look how easily he commanded those kangaskhan like that's the extent of their their concern for this boy so then the the kangaskhan leave or whatever and this helicopter appears and two people get out of it they identify themselves simply as tommy's father and mother mama and papa yeah and i i just i have so many strong feelings about these people (laughs) because they all go back to the the ranger station or whatever and we're getting this sort of explanation as to who they are and this boy I don't even know where to start with this. So these fucking weirdos take their three-year-old son on a safari adventure. The mom apparently is a accomplished helicopter pilot. The dad, this clown, I mean, he, he pulls a fucking Michael Jackson and yes! starts hanging the- Floor blanket. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he starts hanging him outside. And I'm sorry, but what kind of helicopter has windows that you can- open and hang a person out of money knows no bounds it's it's money you you can have anything you want if you can't tell i have very very strong feelings about this so then he drops this kid out of the window and he falls to his death presumably my question is i have many questions but first of all how come the mom they're still together after five this is five years ago the mom hasn't divorced this maniac first of all they didn't call the police to, to say that their son is missing in the jungle. Officer Jenny is just sitting there listening to this story with, like, fascination. And she's not <laughs> arresting them for, like, child neglect or abuse or anything. And she and then, Austin, to your point, she pulls out this fucking yellow page address book where he's like, oh, yeah, that's Tommy. He's well known around here. He lives in the jungle. Here's his address book. He is legit. He is registered. What the hell does that mean, though? Like, how... He has an address in the jungle? Like, what? One, two, three, jungle way? Like, what? I'm so confused. Do we get, like, Mama and Papa's last names? Laramie. That's what I was about to say. Oh, are these, the, these may be the Laramie people that we... we... I'm just... I'm so upset. It's like, how many people have failed this poor child who is living in, in the jungle, starving, alone? I don't... And, and this is all okay. This is They're just, oh, okay, he just lives in the jungle. Everyone always assumes that when something bad happens, the person is just dead. Like, there's never, like, any effort to go look for anybody. Because the baby, oh, it's a baby that drops, right? And, like, Alex, you said, they just assume he's dead. But then, like, somehow through the grapevine, they learned that, like, there's this little child living in the woods. And they do nothing? They do nothing until... What is the timeline between the dropping of the baby? Five years. Five years? Yes, yes. Okay, five years before they try to rectify the problem. I can see why Tommy had a tough time choosing. Should I go with the Kangaskhan or these people that abandoned me for five years that just now showed up? I'm not I'm not gonna um, excuse Tommy's parents because there is no excusing them. However, I can vividly see a situation where they contact Ranger Jenny and they say, our child is missing in the jungle. And Ranger Jenny's like, oh, he must be dead. He play- she plays taps. They leave <laughs> like- to mourn their child. 
And then the next day, Jenny finds a three-year-old child living in the woods or the jungle and says, Oh, here, you need to sign this form because you need we need to register you in the address book. And the, the baby goes, Ugh. And then Jenny's like, Okay, thank you. See you around. Bye. And just lives life the baby on. Just, she takes the baby's hand and just signs an X <laughs> with it and says, You're good to go. <laughs> Or maybe an alternative theory office. Ranger Jenny has engineered this situation because Tavo does the, the hunting the poacher so she doesn't have to, so she can kill innocent people instead. Okay, I'm done. There's, oh there's my that. god. I think Jenny found the baby after Mama and Papa called, and then she's like, oh, I screwed up. And then she just says, oh, baby's dead. <laughs> Sorry, just says, just forget about it. <laughs> and another thing, too, is apparently there's a photo of him in the Kangaskhan pouch. It's like, and don't they say at some point that somebody reported this boy? And it's like, okay, clearly people have seen him. Like, passerby have seen him. There's a photograph of him on file in this address book. And and nobody does a single damn thing to help him. Jenny covered it up. She just said, hey, I'm going to smother this. I'm blacking out the ink here. We're not going to... This is not... He's doing my job for me. I made it's a mistake. It's absurd. It's so absurd. We gotta like, move on. We gotta move I, on. <laughs> I like to think that when Tommy fell, I think he fell right into the pouch. Oh, God. I, that's, that's my ending thought on that. I like to think he just nestled. It was like right in there. And this poor, you know, Kangaskhan couldn't have children. So Tommy just flew right in there. So... <laughs> so the twerps are all hear this horrible story and say... We'll devote our entire lives to helping you. And the Laramies are like, excellent. Oh, <laughs> you can carry us yep. around, which they do. Um, I do appreciate, though, they find a baby king is gone injured. And their first response is to drop the rich people on their asses and run away. Which I'm like, yeah, fuck these people. They need to be in jail. That made me so mad when they're, like, carrying them. And not only is the man saying that he's old and decrepit and can't walk. But the woman on there who looks like she's in okay shape is still riding with him, <laughs> just making the children suffer as well. These people are the absolute worst. Garbage people. <laughs> so, Alex, would you like to elaborate on Brock in the Kangaskhan? Oh, yes. In this scene, we have our infamous Brock trying, attempting to help the abandoned, orphan, <laughs> injured Kangaskhan baby, in which he gets down to its level and he's like... I'm going to help you and I'm going to spray this stuff on you and it's going to hurt, but it'll make your cuts heal faster. And then he proceeds to spray it in the face with this aerosol spray (laughs) right in the face and it's screaming out in pain. Apparently this is a good thing to do to this poor injured Pokemon. And then it does nothing to help the Kangaskhan, but I don't know, Brock. He prides himself on being this kind, empathetic breeder, but... He clearly does not know how to handle the little baby Pokemon. No. Do we know how that Kangaskhan got hurt, the baby? I don't think we do. Okay. It's just abandoned in the woods. Tamu comes to rightfully save the baby Kangaskhan, <laughs> at which point the, we have a reuniting scene with the parents that could not be more awkward, because first Tamu asks if he can suckle off of Misty's breast. Is that why? Yes, yes. it was. Okay. Yes, it was. Uh, I cannot... Sorry, I, I wrote this down and I said, I want to know what Tommy says to Misty and then to his parents because in the dub they ask, he asks if they're people or Pokemon, but their reaction is absurd. I mean, it's not proportionate at all yes. to that. 
she punches him and turns beet red. So what did he go? Please explain, Austin, what he actually said. I didn't look it up. I'm pretty sure he said. It's so gross to even think about it. Uh, we could, Oh, gosh. We almost have to know now. Like, what did Tommy say? <sighs> he was going after some mammary glands. Yes. Which, by the way, reminder, Tommy is eight and Misty is ten. Yeah. Tommy's but I knew eight? there oh had to God. be something. Yeah, and then Mom- Mama comes over and he, I guess, does the same thing, which is less horrible. Well, that's his mother. That's his mother. Then Papa comes over and he shows off his nipples. Okay, actually. Is that, okay, that makes sense yes. why he did that. He opens up his shirt and he's like, do you remember who I am? Misty's comment is one memory at a time to my abject horror. Oh, God. So that makes perfect sense now. So then, in so his dad continues to be a terrible person because Misty tries to say, Tomo, remember who you were before. Remember these people are your parents. And he cannot remember until his dad clubs him over the head. Yeah, just knocks him right in the face. Knocks him out cold. And then he says, oh, we'll just take him home and start from scratch. Yeah, that... Like, that w- w- yeah. <laughs> He's completely okay with giving his son a traumatic brain injury and turning him into a vegetable. So this guy is the absolute worst person I think we've met so far. Which is impressive. Not to uh, not to backtrack too far, but I found the Japanese version of what happens there. Okay, great. In the original Japanese version, Tommy becomes focused on Misty's breast, which the camera zooms in on when she notices him staring and asks, What? Tommy asks if he can nurse on her breasts. Misty gives very gets very angry and hits him, saying, "How did that end up being your answer?" So that so you were right then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it had to have been something perverse like that. Yeah, like I'm done with this episode after that. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Team, team Rocket attacks with a Kangaskhan Mecha. I guess they got from from Pokemon God knows Island. where. Yeah, from Pokemon Island. <laughs> Uh, Mama and Papa fly their helicopter into the Mecca and die. Tomo cries. <laughs> they have acquired... They're actually dead. They have acquired jungle outfits, and they're gonna live with the Kangaskhan. The fucking end. Let's move on to the episode that wasn't aired in America for gun violence. Moving on. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. Does that mean that the Laramie Ranch is just gone now, or does Lara have control over it? Lara staged a coup. <laughs> she staged a coup. This episode was just terrible. <laughs> I remember watching this one when it originally aired, and even back then, I was like, this is the dumbest thing. Um, no. I will say two <laughs> notes about the current anime run. A, was anyone else thinking about Pikachu's PTSD through this episode? You what talk, PTSD? Which, what, which part are you talking about? Because Pikachu has a certain history with King Oh, Spot. yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a retcon. Do we also appreciate that this episode appears to be remade into a movie? Yeah. <laughs> Secrets of the Jungle, which was announced for Netflix something like nine months ago and still has yet to be released in English. Is that what that new Pokemon that... Zarude? Zarude? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I can't wait for the, the HBO Max version of this episode. Oh, Christ. Oh, God. No, God. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I hope it's the Jurassic Park people playing like Mama and Papa. Oh goodness, what a! <laughs> Thank you, Alex, for carrying that episode because there was a, 
I don't even know where to begin. There was just so much wrong here. We're stunned. We're, we have nothing to say. Yeah, we're, we're stunned. Done. I mean, we're done. I yeah. did not mean to completely dominate that, but I my notes on that were extensive because I was just so upset by everything that happened. There was just so many failures. Y'all, season one is bad. It, <laughs> it is really bad. <laughs> I mean, it makes for really good discussion, but I just cannot get my mind around the actions of some of these characters it's just absurd the problem is the order of these episodes is i actually had fun with the racing one i had fun with that one it was just kooky and fun but this one was just like watching it now was really just kind of like oh my god these horrible people exist in this world and there's <laughs> child abandonment and i like i don't know neglect it was i don't know it was just it was a lot of emotions i experienced this one that i didn't think i would have anyway i guess we can try to come up with some mvp and lbp lvps and Good quotes. fucking luck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What do you mean? This will be easy. Okay. Yeah. It's, oh my god, again, it's Austin, Damn. Alex, me. Oh, okay. okay. I'm Good gonna luck, give my, Austin. I'm going to give my MVP to Jesse. Oh, God. Because when they were in the, Me- the Mecha Kangaskhan tank thing, Jesse said, just listen to my Kangaskhan impression. And then she does the, the Kangaskhan voice perfectly, which you oh would god. think was be because the speaker is the story in her voice. But she said, listen to my impression. So I'm going to assume she actually was saying, Kangas, gone, Kangas, gone. So Jesse gets MVP for that moment. She's an actress after all. Oh, that's true. Can I take the obvious one? Yeah, go ahead. LVP to Tommy's father. <laughs> oh, God. Well Period. Done. Okay. Yep. Yep. Very well done. <laughs> Quote. Oh, God. Quote. Oh, there's no explanation needed no, for that. No, no, no. Nope. <laughs> I, I don't have a quote. <laughs> what the, I will say this about Tommy's father. He does have one kind of redeeming moment, and oh, that's God. when Tommy initially rejects their proposal to come back and live with them, and the mom's just like, oh, guess we gotta go home now. He's happy with the Kangaskhan. And then Papa mm. says, no, Mama, we gotta keep fighting. We gotta get our boy back. So... Not saying no, 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 <laughs> no. I'm sorry, Jacob, but no. I think that man is just a sadist, and he enjoys abusing that's his true. kid, and so... I'm just playing That's devil's the only advocate. Reason. I'm just okay, devil's advocate. Y- you can go play somewhere else. <laughs> My quote is gonna be the Kangaskhan singing lullaby sequence. That was Aww. really weird. It was so but... strange. It stuck in my head for like years afterwards. So that's it. I'm done. I'm out. Okay. Bye. So long. Um. Okay. Real quick, I'll jump through this. My MVP was Kangaskhan for taking in this human, abandoned human child as her own, and caring for him for five fucking years so shout out to Kangaskhan my LVP I'm torn I'm gonna say mama because it was either between her or Jenny Jenny's another obvious one but I'll flip the script a little bit and I'll go with mama because she stayed married to this absolute fucking lunatic man and didn't like turn him into the police or anything she's just going along with his buffoonery and sees no problem with this at all i i I don't know she pisses me off so i'm gonna give it to her the quote that i picked this was a hard episode for quotes i guess at the point where team rocket does the motto and meowth says while you two stand around and recite poetry the kangaskhan are gonna get away come on hurry up and jesse says be quiet meowth we have to say our poem or it just doesn't feel right so that's all i got Alrighty. My MVP, I am going to give it to people who we didn't actually see. 
But to those people that reported that there was a child <laughs> in the in they were the MVP. They were trying to get people to actually do something about this, but they they gave it to the right people, but the right people did the wrong thing. Ranger oh, okay. Ranger Jenny was like, no, 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 yeah. no, you don't yeah. need to worry about that feral child. And they were yeah, like, he's fine. We're gonna do something anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. And then my LVP, and I'm just gonna. Give it to him because I I felt really bad for him and that's Tommy. Wait, not, not what? That, not that he did only because I feel bad. Not that he did anything wrong or anything like that. No. He's a loser in that respect. <laughs> yeah, he lost out in this episode because his family really is neglecting him, and you know that would hurt a lot. There's a lot of damage that has been done to him over the past five years that it's going to take a lot of work to reverse. He needs some therapy. Yes, and that leads me into my next quote or my quote for this episode is when so Papa knocks Tommy out. And then he goes, the mommy gets scared, of course. But then he goes, he'll be fine. We'll just take a moment to start from scratch. And I was like, is that like your goal every time the child does something wrong? Is to just knock him out? Just going to beat him in the head? Yeah, we're going to subdue him to the point where he can't remember anything. So, I mean, he's literally okay with giving him a traumatic brain injury, you know, brain damage. The list just keeps going and going of these terrible things. But anyway. What a bunch of horrible people. (laughs) Yeah, thank God we're we're done with this episode. I hope the movie's better. We have to, we have to watch that and compare. Is that kid also called Tommy? And he's called Coco. Oh, Coco. Tomo and Coco? Yes. Like, okay, that's too similar <laughs> to be a coincidence, but whatever. Well, right. Does that does anyone else have any closing thoughts or opinions? Or I think we've expressed plenty about how we feel about this, especially this last episode. I had some some really strong feelings and i'm glad i got them all off my chest (laughs) i could not be more apathetic i thought for sure you'd have so many you'd be just as appalled as i was no i am but like it's come all the way around to no longer having the energy for it you're just drained i I only care about hating erica erica yeah that was the time i got the most passionate on this podcast oh because she let her pokemon burn to death yeah okay mine was the um the lady that does the breeding or whatever, Brock's crush. Oh, Melanie. There, there's Melanie. a lot of those. <laughs> no, the um, the one they made on Sesame Street. Oh, Susie. Susie, yeah, Susie. Susie. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I got a little. I was like, you're ruining these people's business because they're doing better than you. <laughs> I hope you're excited to see Susie again. Oh, I am. Oh, I can't my wait. Gosh. Thank yeah. God we never see Tommy's parents again. <laughs> well, maybe they died in the jungle, and that would be okay. We can only hope. The Kangaskhan didn't accept them when Tommy brought them back. <laughs> they murdered them. They just, there we go. <laughs> yep, there you go. I mean, to be fair, I, I would if I was the Kangaskhan, I, I would probably murder them. So <laughs> they don't need them anyway. <laughs> Couple plugs before we go. If you have any questions or comments, be sure to you do that on the was it Apple Podcast has a comment section. Leave us a rating and review if you would please do so. Then we also have a Gmail account, and it is out of the drawing pan at gmail.com. You can also send us questions and concerns there. We'd love to stay in touch or with praise. the audience. Or praise. Or praise. Concerns, yeah. praise. <laughs> praise, whatever you want to do. You can email us. And then we praise have a Twitter, us. too. Praise us. Praise <laughs> us. We have a Twitter, too, called Out of Drawing Pan. Remember, it's Out of Drawing Pan now. And I guess just join us next time. As what are we discussing? Can- no, 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 no. What are we discussing next episode? Oh, yeah, yeah. Good point. We gotta plug it. 
We're going to do something a little different next episode. Austin, you want to explain? Yeah, because I'm the totalitarian in charge of this podcast, it really. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was your idea. It was my idea. Yeah, um, it was a good idea, too. Really well, idea. we'll be discussing one episode, that being our first episode, uh, not to be dubbed in English, The Legend of Dratini. So we'll be watching um, a subtitled version, a fan subtitled version of that illegally and we'll also be watching the vhs tape a sneak peek at pokemon also known as pokemon gotta watch this now in which we'll we'll have some fun with that i'm sure those who have that seen the memes exciting. knows what that is i've never watched it all the way through that seriously is the title pokemon gotta watch this now i think that's what it said on the vhs tape oh i love that so much I oh my god we're gonna <laughs> have fun to we're gonna have fun yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so be sure to join us next week as that special episode happens. Keep following us along on this journey as it continues.